0: Yes, Roma Wines taste better because only Roma selects from the world's greatest wine reserves for your pleasure. And now, Roma Wines, R-O-M-A, Roma Wines, present... Suspense! Tonight, Roma Wines bring you Mr. Van Heflin in Free Blind Mice, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines... By William
1: Spear. Van Heflin was born on December 13, 1908, in Walters, Oklahoma. The son of a dentist. He began his acting career on Broadway in the late 1920s. Between 1928 and 36, he appeared in Mr. Moneypenny, The Bride of Tarosco, The Night Remembers, Midwest, and End of Summer. That year Heflin signed with RKO and made his film debut opposite Catherine Hepburn in A Woman Rebels. He spent the next five years playing character parts. He made his radio debut on the Columbia Workshop in 1938. Lockwood,
2: Bentley, and Walsh Publishing. It still set it on the big brass nameplate. Going down. Oh, good evening, Mr. Lockwood. Good evening. Sure, the elevator operators were nice to me. Most of the office boys remembered to knock on my door before they came in. And even some of the stenographers still spoke to me. But everybody else above the rank of junior story reader knew it was just a question of time before that big brass nameplate in the lobby came down and another one went up in its place. Bentley and Walsh Publishing. No more Lockwood. If ever a man hated his partners, I did. Main Force. I went out of the building and across the street to the Savoy for dinner. Even the head waiter must have heard the rumor he gave me the dime-sized table over in the corner that's generally reserved for out-of-town ribbon clerks. It's all right, Rob. There'll be another day. I'd gotten to coffee and dessert when I saw Helen Conover. Well, that just about summed it
1: up. Hethlin signed with MGM as the U.S. was getting into World War II. In 1942, his role as Jeff Hartnett in Johnny Eager won him a Best Supporting Actor Academy Award. He got top billing in two B-films. Kid Glove Killer and Grand Central Murder. Both were popular. She could have
2: personally modeled for any pin-up art that you ever saw, but she was reserving anything along that line for my partner, Dick Walsh. Okay, sister, it'll be another day.
3: Hello, Arthur. Dining alone?
2: Yes, yeah, it's a habit. That I could break it under the right conditions.
3: Oh, but you're all finished.
2: That's all right. I'm just a big book publisher. Got nothing to do.
3: Oh, well, if it's not against office regulations to have dinner with the boss. The
2: regulations? <laughs> well, they never bothered you now, did they?
3: Now, Arthur, let's keep
2: this clean. Does Madame wish to order?
3: Yes, uh, the steak dinner, please. No soup and no potatoes.
2: Very good, Madame. You're working kind of late, aren't you?
3: Not working. Dick wanted me to see him off on the train.
2: The train? Where's he going? Chicago. What for?
3: Business, I suppose. Didn't he tell you? <laughs>
2: You know, they never tell me anything anymore.
3: Well, it wasn't anything very important, I guess.
2: Well, I'd
1: know even less if it had been. Encouraged, MGM cast him as Catherine Grayson's love interest in a musical, Seven Sweethearts. He soon played Judy Garland's love interest in presenting Lily Mars before enlisting in the U.S. Army Air Force as a combat cameraman. He made a radio appearance, too, in Arch Obler's parade over Mutual on August 2, 1945. That was less than two weeks before the end of the war.
3: I don't understand you. I've, I've just told you that one of your partners has only six months to live, and you don't even seem to care. Now,
1: look, let's be
2: grown up about it, at least. Sam Bentley and Dick Walsh have been trying to ease me out of the firm for the last year. Now Sam's going to kick off. Why should I care?
3: You really hate him, don't you? Me? I don't
2: hate anybody. I just hope he kicks off tonight instead of waiting six months and the Dick Walsh's train runs into the Hudson River, that's all. I don't hate anybody. I just wish they were dead.
3: Oh, Arthur, how can you? What's the
2: matter with that? I wish my partners were out of the way, and you wish... Well, I know what you wish, too, only I'm honest about it, and you're not.
3: This isn't a very pleasant conversation. Well,
2: there's always a better one. For instance, what are you doing tonight?
3: <laughs> I'm going home and get a good night's sleep for
2: a Oh, uh, by the way, uh, how long is Dick going to be away? About a week. You'll be kind of lonely, won't you?
3: I don't see why I should.
2: Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, I've always had a sort of a yen for you, Helen.
3: Why, Mr. Lockwood, why don't people tell me these things?
2: People don't have to tell people like you those things.
3: (laughs) Now that you mention it, I do seem to have noticed a sort of a leer every so often.
2: Uh, That wasn't any leer, baby. That was the real McCoy.
3: Look, Arthur, this may sound kind of corny, but I'm in love with Dick, and he's in love with me.
2: It does. What? Sound corny. Why doesn't he marry you? You know why. Sure, that wife that won't divorce him. You know, he's been using that one for the last ten years.
3: Please, Arthur, I'd rather not talk about it.
2: Okay, okay. Not to change the subject, but um, what do you expect to get out of it?
3: Get out of what? The reorganization, the
2: big day when they kick old Arthur out of the firm. You think maybe they'll make you a vice president?
3: I really don't know what you're talking about, Arthur.
2: Well, you ought to think about it. Because you can never tell, I might be able to make you an even better proposition.
3: I'm afraid I'm not interested in your propositions, Arthur. Any of them. Okay, baby. Wait a minute.
2: That'll be another day.
1: After the war, MGM loaned him to Hal Wallace to appear opposite Barbara Stanwyck in The Strange Love of Martha Ivers, and to Warner Brothers to co star with Joan Crawford in Possessed. It was a hit, and more radio followed. Presented by
0: Roma Wines, R O M A, Roma, America's Favorite Wine. Well, this is Ken Niles bringing back to our microphone the distinctly star of tonight's suspense play, Van Heflin. Van, you played the part of a publisher tonight. How about publishing a few tips on Roma wines? Well, with
2: wine like Roma, Ken, all you need to do is publish the facts.
0: Well, uh, fact number one is that Roma, America's greatest vintner, has asked me to present you with this basket of Roma wines for your wonderful performance tonight.
2: Well, that's a very good beginning, Ken
0: Niles. My... My thanks to you and to Roma. A fact number two, Van, is that your friends will enjoy the Roma California Sherry in your gift basket. For golden amber fragrant Roma Sherry with tempting nut-like taste is the perfect first call to dinner. The ideal wine for entertaining any time. Right, Ken. But tell the people why Roma Sherry is so good. Give them the facts, my boy, the facts. (laughs) All right you are, Professor Heflin. Fact number three, Roma Sherry, like all Roma wines begins with California's choicest grapes. Then Roma vintners with America's finest winemaking resources guide these select grapes unhurriedly to tempting taste perfection and place them with Roma wines of years before. Later, Roma selects from this vast taste treasure the world's greatest wine reserves for your pleasure. Ken, you're hired... Thank you, and good night. Van Heflin may currently be seen in Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's Technicolor musical Till the Clouds Roll By with Van Johnson, Judy Garland, and Frank Sinatra. Tonight's suspense play was written by Kenneth Pettis and Robert Richards. Next Thursday, same time, you will
1: hear Mr. Glenn Ford as
0: star of Suspense.
1: On January 30th, 1947, Heflin guest-starred on this episode of Suspense. A month later, he guest-starred on Family Theater. And in May... He was featured on Lux Radio's Vacation from Marriage. Three weeks later, Heflin would start on Philip Marlowe.